Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Benny Jones for Kubota diesel generators for serious backup power. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and first choice liquor for all your liquor needs. Yes, it's a very good evening to you. Welcome to Off the Bench. Round 13 NRL action underway. A different type of a weekend with only the four games to sink our teeth into. One of those has gone by the wayside. One to come tonight. One Saturday, one Sunday. And then all focus turns to the mighty MCG on Wednesday night for Origin Game 1 in what promises to be a belter of an Origin series. Hope you're well. Thanks for your company. My name's Benny Jones. Great to have you with us. Alongside me is a man who represented his state uh, in Origin and also a premiership player with the Penrith Panthers, the one and only Scotty Sattler. Sats, welcome to you. It it is a different feel coming into this weekend. And I mean this with the greatest respect to the eight sides that are involved, but we almost want to get this out of the way and get to Wednesday because the build-up, the hype, it's only going to intensify over the next uh, probably 72 hours. Yeah, you're right, Benny. It's a it's a huge week or huge 10 days, isn't it, of rugby league because um, basically everything stops. All other sports stop in, in Australia like as well. It, yeah. like when, if, especially if you live in New South Wales and Queensland, you know, if you're a Swans fan, mm. it's you sort park of, it. You you park, park it for that, a bit. Yeah. How do they go? Yeah, but, yeah. but Origin's coming up. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah it, it has been a quite build up because we haven't and I don't know whether that's because it's a Melbourne game I don't yeah. know but it has been a quiet build up in relation to you know barbs being thrown uh, any hand grenades being th- being thrown over the fence at, at each state I suppose ex players are the ones that are starting trying mm. to build the build the um the furore of origin so um yeah but Wednesday Wednesday night in Melbourne it's I don't know I don't know I can't explain it I don't know what it is but for some reason, Origin seems different because we've lost so many Origin legends. Well, that's what I wanted to maybe ask you about before we get into our uh, our big preview of tonight's game uh, that's coming up shortly at ANZ Stadium, the Rabbitohs taking on the Sharks. Is it that aspect of it that has created this different type of atmosphere around Origin? The fact that for the past probably five, six, seven years, particularly from a Queensland point of view, Barring one or two new faces each series, it was generally the same sort of makeup around the 17. Even for New South Wales, and we know they've had their troubles in winning series over the past decade and a bit, but again, they might have drafted in one or two fresh faces, but generally it would be the same sort of 13, 14, 15 players. This time around, they've got 11 debutants. Yep. Queensland, as you said, no Smith. Uh, Slater's going to finish up at the end of this series. Cronk's gone. Thurston's gone. No Matty Scott. Greg Inglis returns. That's a positive, but... There is just a great air of uncertainty about both squads. It's a new era. Yeah. There really is a new era in, in rugby league or origin, as they say, because uh, 1980, we saw a new era in interstate rugby league when the one game was played. They only played one game. Yep. They didn't play a three-game series. That was until 1982, the three-game series came in. But then then we saw a new era in, in with New South Wales um, through the – through the 93, 94 sort of area, and then 95, Super League hit. 
we saw in that new era again when a team of Neville nobodies called Fatty's Nevilles yep. won 3 0, a mm. whitewashed series, which no one ever thought against a team that had 10 internationals in it, yeah. New South Wales. Yep. And then there was another era in the, in the start of the 2000s when New South Wales went on three consecutive series wins, and then 2006, Queensland broke that. Both those, those that series wins from New South Wales to then go on eight in a row. So um, we've gone through all these eras, but this is something different. This is so many great players that are no longer there. And mm. you've got to remember, you've you got to add into people like you know, Gallon, who's been a great yep. origin player, Robbie Farrow, who's been a great origin player, even though that they've been part of losing series year in, mm. yeah, the Morris Twins. It's, a, it's like everyone's just peeled back all the layers and gone, right, let's start again. So it's exciting for New South Wales. 11 debutants. Yeah. Queensland did that in 2001, 10 debutants and won the series. Mm. I think it's something that needed to happen for New South Wales. It's probably long overdue. And while we can bemoan the fact that there'll be some big names that aren't going to be there moving forward, what it does create, and this leads into that excitement, I think, Sats, is an opportunity for some young players, some fresh faces, some debutants to really make their mark. This is time for them now to build their legacies in origin for the next five, six, seven, or ten years. So yeah, that, that in itself is exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Queensland are probably the most vulnerable, and I know that Queensland has always claimed the vulnerable tag. Yeah, underdog. They like the to un- be the underdog. Always, yeah. but I think legitimately this year, without Thurston, Cronk, Smith, um, and also Matty Scott, mm. just to name those guys. Darius they, Boyd, you'd probably throw Darius in the mix Boyd as well. well. Sammy yeah, Thiday so- was involved last season. He's not there. So it is. It's a, it's a real changing of the guard. But can you believe you're saying that when New South Wales have 11 debutants? So this is the biggest stage of all, origin, and they've got 11 blokes who won't know what's about to hit them Wednesday night. Well, you, you look at Ben Hunt, who's only ever played one origin, and that yeah. was off the bench yeah. at hooker. And all of a sudden, he's starting in an origin match and basically yeah, has to run the team. Yep. Um, so there's just so many, so many stories to come out of this first origin on Wednesday night. And questions to be answered. That's why we can't wait. So bring on Wednesday. In the meantime, there is some footy in Clubland to uh, attend to. So let's do that right now. Thanks to 7-Eleven. Let's get an NRL update for 7-Eleven. Tackle your lunchtime hunger at 7-Eleven. Good call. Oh, I know my significant other is a huge fan of these two. The Krispy Kreme Hershey's Donuts available at 7-Eleven. Pop in and grab uh, one, two, or six of those if you're that way inclined. Uh, with Scotty Sattler on board, it is time for our Friday night preview getting underway shortly at ANZ Stadium. This game, uh, just let's ignore the fact that maybe the Rabbitohs are missing a host of Origin stars, the Sharks just going beautifully, but this is going to be a really interesting encounter. South Sydney take on Cronulla. Both sides in great form at the moment uh, with some great winning streaks under their belt. So all in all, take away the absentees. This should be a a really good, interesting, intriguing encounter. Really good game, this one. And the reason being is that Cronulla aren't heavily affected by Origin. They've got some players that probably should be playing Origin, but because of injury or whatever it may be, and they've come back only a week before selection, they're available for their side during the origin period. I think the Cronulla Sharks will be the real big movers during this six- to seven-week period over origin. And because they've got the likes of Luke Lewis still available, uh, Paul Gallen, Matt Moylan, um, Wade Graham. Andrew Fafita. Andrew Fafita. All available. He's back in tonight. Fafita, probably on form, should be picked for origin because he's made himself unavailable officially um, for the whole series. He's not going to be picked. Wade Graham, if he had played two or three weeks leading into origin selection, he would be picked also. So Cronulla Sharks, but up against the south side, who, although losing a host of stars themselves, 
they gain a superstar in Robbie Farah. So this could be one of the most important games for the Rabbitohs season so far. I reckon Anthony Seabold's doing a wonderful job. Obviously, a relatively new coach into the caper. But how big is his job tonight? Because I don't know if you felt it and you would have played inside to this origin period uh, sats where you lose a, a number of stars. And, and you look around the dressing sheds and you go, gee, oh, we haven't got him and he's missing. And, oh, gee, wouldn't it be handy to have him out there? Can you beat yourself as a team Forget what the fans or the punters or the media say, but as a team, can you beat yourself before you've even run out just by worrying too much about who's not there as opposed to who you've got running out alongside you? Yeah, it comes down to your coach being a really good salesman. And it's an important facet now as a coach. You've got to learn to sell. You've got to be able to sell a dream, how small or how big it may be, but then you've got to be able to control that. Even if you don't believe that dream sometimes. Absolutely. You've got to be able to control that fascination of what the overall result you hope is going to be and yep. what I mean by that is yeah, you got these young players like Cameron Murray a very good young forward for South who is going to have a huge future and yeah, he's been in first grade week in week out but then you got these other young players that are coming in playing out of position and all of a sudden you're saying to them you know Dane Gagai's out mm. but you're wearing his jersey and you need to wear that jersey with pride because you need to know that when Dane Gagai comes back that he may get injured and yeah. he may be there for the rest of See the season. See it as an opportunity. You've got to sell. You've got to sell this dream to mm. an individual where they feel as though themselves maybe they're not might not be up to the challenge, but you've just got to make them believe. And, and I'm sure guys like Sam Burgess, Adam Reynolds, oh, yeah. these experienced campaigners, and John Sutton who are still playing and mm-hmm. not playing Origin. You know, when you've got those players around you, it's like those players we talk about, Benny. When you're sitting in a dressing shed, and it doesn't matter what level you play, whether it's NRL, Origin, Kangaroos down to playing C grade for your local pub comp. There's always that one guy that you just you just love playing with. Mm-hmm. And I've got no doubt some of these young guys for South will come in and they'll look across and they'll see Sam Burgess sitting there and John Sutton sitting there, premiership winning captain, and Adam Reynolds, an origin halfback over there, and Cody Walker, one of the most exciting halves, sitting over there. So... Yeah, you know, it gives you a lot of confidence with the people you sit alongside as well. It's our Thursday night review. We'll look back on the clash between the Seagulls and the Cowboys. Have North Queensland just kept a pulse in their 2018 season, that game at Lotto Land. We've got a great debate. Sats tips for the remainder of round 13, all still ahead of us. And that was our Friday night preview with uh, Winter here. So the uh, new Red Bull Winter Edition is out and on the shelves, only available at 7-Eleven. Quick break here on Off the Bench. Kubota Diesel Generators, they provide reliable, constant backup power you need and when you need it most. And first choice liquor for all your liquor needs. This is Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and first choice liquor. This is Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and first choice liquor. Yeah, off to a bumper start here on Off The Bench. Welcome back to the program. Benny Jones alongside Scotty Sattler. We're powered by Kubota as we are week in, week out. Uh, Kubota Diesel Generators, by the way, will provide serious backup power when you need it most. First choice liquor, celebrating across the weekend or getting your fridge stocked up for origin for all of your liquor needs Go to First Choice Liquor. It is now time for our Thursday night review as we talk all things NRL for Renault. It's not just a van, it's my van. And i got to say, uh, didn't see this one coming. Uh, Manly hosting North Queensland last night at good old Brookie, Brookvale, but uh, Lotto Landers, it's more uh, commercially known these days. And boy, oh boy, what a performance by, well, a couple of individuals in particular with the uh, initials JT. But the North Queensland Cowboys as a whole, 
a wonderful performance, which well and truly, uh, for well for some, no, maybe not for everyone, but I, I generally think this keeps their season alive and gives them the impetus to really go on with it over the next couple of weeks. Scotty Sattler, you uh, called this game for NRL Nation. We'll get to the Seagulls' performance shortly because mm. it was far from what they'd expect as a football club. But I'll tell you what, the North Queensland Cowboys—that was um, well, that was the kind of form they showed late last year in that uh, in that famous final series. Yeah, if you didn't see the competition table, Benny, and you watched that game last night, you would have thought the Cowboys were once again in the top eight, definitely in the top eight, and pushing for a top four position because they actually looked really impressive. Jason Taumalolo, the two JTs were amazing. Yep. Jonathan Thurston actually ran the ball rather than just standing and delivering and, and actually backed himself late in his career to, to take the line on and come out the other side. And he did that on a couple of occasions. And Jason Taumalolo... He, he ran that hard and for that many metres. He almost ran back to the Sydney airport. Like he, <laughs> he just didn't stop. Yep. And uh, if the game continued to go for another three or four days, he would have continued running at, at that intensity. Um, he didn't have a break. He didn't come off. It was an amazing effort with uh, a lot of Origin stars out. Scott Bolton being pulled out he also. He was a laid out on the, on the day of the game. Yeah, yeah and right. Matty Scott obviously out for a week suspended. So their backs were against the wall going to Lotto Land, Brookvale over, which... Funnily enough, they've got a good record at against the Manly Ringer Seagulls, but it's such a tough place to win. Yeah. Um, but Jonathan Thurston was great. Uh, Jason Tamalo was outstanding. Tamari Martin was good. Lachlan Coote back in first grade was really good as well. Yep. Uh, they're a lot of really good contributors. But uh, there's, there, was a, there was a couple of really big talking points. One that's taken most of the headlines today, wasn't there, Benny? Absolutely. Uh, regarding Jonathan Thurston, 26-12, to 12, the Cowboys win. Just, just before we get to that talking point, and on Jonathan Thurston still... How would he be feeling at this time of year? Because as we alluded to off the top of the show, so often he's just all focusing on what he's going to do for Queensland. Uh, he's in uncharted waters probably for the last sort of 10, 12 years of his career. So uh, there, there was maybe the expectation that he might have been a little off the boil or mind might have been elsewhere last night. But gee, he, he was switched on from the outset. You could tell it was going to be one of those vintage JT performances from early on in the piece. Shows the strength of the man to not be distracted at all. And sometimes you probably can say, well, I've made the decision, but yes, I wish I was oh, in camp. He'd still feel it, no Do you doubt. You know, he, yeah. hasn't, he hasn't played for the Cowboys during origin period since he went up there in 2005. There you go. Because he played every series yeah. until he got injured last year and then, and then re- retired from origin rugby league. So, yeah, again, shows the strength of the man, the resilience to be able to not only have a lot of knockers and... Yeah, we've been one of them as well, saying that, listen, his form hasn't been great. Mm. He's been trying hard, but sometimes you're just that yard too slow once all of a sudden. But uh, to be able to take that game on yesterday, knowing that he was up against a really good adversary in Daly Cherry Evans, who was desperate within himself to impress yep. and dominate the way they did, yeah, really impressive. You mentioned uh, a big incident uh, that took place in the first half, and this is off the back of last week against the Storm where uh, Jonathan Thurston was on the receiving end of a late shot from Sam Cassiano. Cassiano copped a week's ban for that. Take us through what happened. You obviously would have seen it unfold while calling the game for NRL Nation, and uh, we'll hear, of course, from JT and his coach, Paul Green, after the game, their reaction to it. But, uh, yeah, this is this has drummed up plenty of uh, feedback on social media and I'm sure around the water coolers. Again, that old adage, Sats, of protecting the ball player and uh, these late shots that um, could do some serious damage at some point. Yeah, there was about the 16th minute last night. A young back rower for Manly Seagulls. His name was Jack Kajewski. He's a good young player. And I suppose when you're a young player, you're told by your coach to, whenever the ball player on any side challenges the line, you have to hit them on suspicion. Now, there's, there's two 
scenarios mm. when it comes to contact of your ball players. Yeah, I agree that you have to protect your ball players. Uh, your teammates have to protect your ball players first and foremost. If they feel as though they've been wrong, they need to step up and seek retribution. Uh, but in saying that, there's two scenarios. There's one scenario where you'll have a ball player that really challenges the line. Kieran Four and Billy Slater. These guys, when they get the ball in hand at speed, they really challenge yep. the line. And leave the offload to as late as possible. They know that they're going to get yep. hit late at some stage, but they're willing to put their body on the line. I think that's fair game. Yeah. Billy Slater was hit by Sia Soliolo last year. Everyone thought he should have been rubbed out for the rest of the season. I thought that Billy challenged the line at speed. And as a player, you have to hit him on suspicion after he passes the ball. Just in case he throws that dummy, mm. you don't know whether he's thrown it or not, the angle that you're coming in at, because the ball player's back is towards the defender. So he can't see where the ball's being transferred because he digs himself into the line so much. Those ones I can cop as a defender. But last week's Cassiano one, and the one last night from Kajewski, is the is Jonathan Thurston not challenging the line? He's basically just drifting across, and he's going to he's going to transfer the ball to his outside. Yep. And Kajewski and Cassiano and blind shotted Jonathan Thurston, not because it's Jonathan Thurston. It could have been Anna Reynolds. No. Could have been anyone. In the same scenario, that's not on. Yep. And we've heard Andrew Johns, especially last week, and again last night, call it a dog shot mm-hmm. um, for any player to call another player. A dog. Yeah, it's pretty... You know it's quite extreme. It's, it's one on. of the greatest yep. insults you can ever ever put on another man. So, And even Jonathan Thurston himself last night, Benny, he's actually now started to verbalise what he thinks about it as yeah, well. Yeah, let's have a listen to what he had to say alongside his coach, Paul Green, after the win. Obviously, buoyant the Cowboys, but uh, this one left a little bit of a sour taste in the mouth. Yeah, it shits me. <clears throat> yeah. It's not part of our uh, team, uh, the way that we uh, go about our business. But it's uh, been put on report, so I'm sure the match review committee will will deal with it. But you know, what's it going to take? I'm going to what get a broken rib and be out for three weeks, four weeks uh, before you know they really stamp down on it. There's a difference where you know you take it into the line and uh, you're trying to create space, and uh, you know you get whacked when you're when you're at the at the line. Um, you know, and I can take that. Um, you know, when I've passed the ball and, I, and I'm relaxed, and it's not only just halfbacks too; it's uh, front rowers. It happens to front rowers as well when they're playing a particular type of shape. And uh, you know, any player that's relaxed and gets late hit, um, you know, gets whiplash and things like that. So it can be uh, very damaging. As JT said, it's it's when you've passed the ball and there's you know a second pause. The bloke who's passed it's relaxed, and then usually they're getting hit where they can't see him coming, so whether it's from the side or from behind. So they're the dangerous ones, and that's the ones we've got to stamp out. Otherwise, someone will get seriously injured. Paul Green there, coach of the North Queensland Cowboys. Jonathan Thurston, prior to him. Again, to anyone a little sensitive to bad language, apologies off the top there. But I think in the context given, JT had every right to say what he said. Uh, And like you've alluded to as well, Scotty Sattler, that um, it could have been any player, but the fact that it is Jonathan Thurston means that it's uh, going to be Focused in and zeroed in on a little bit more. I mean, what what do we do about well, this? Well, those How three words where he said it shites me. Yeah, those three words are strong enough for the NRL now to take a step back and say, you know what, we really need to do something about this. If he just would have come out and said, oh well, it's part of the game, and I get hit late, and yeah, I don't like it, but mm. 
I think they would say, listen, let's address this towards the end of the year. And yeah, it's player safety, but but those three words will make Todd Greenberg stand up and say, we need to do something yeah. about this because we're going to get some really good players rubbed out of the game. A lot of people will sit back and say, stop whinging. It's a contact sport. You've got to get hit. But he explains it really well there, Jonathan Thurston. And it's like I said, the two scenarios. The one scenario is when you dig into the line, you're going to deliver a ball late. Your body is tense. You're ready for contact. Yeah. When you deliver a ball and you relax, and you, that's when the whiplash happens. And if you watch that footage again, listeners, go back and look at it on YouTube or the repeats of the game on Fox Sports this week, you watch how his head yeah. just lashes back. And it's, um, it's quite sickening to watch slow motion. And, and this, is from, this is a guy being hit, by the way, and this is why it is such an important issue, who's uh, match-hardened over 15, 16 pre-seasons and has played over 300 games and represented... If this was to happen in a, in a junior level, uh, a much bigger kid hitting a smaller kid who's got a light frame and gets that whiplash or you know spinal injury, I mean, that's where you do really start to worry. And that's why it has to be stamped out because I know you know these, these are role models, but youngsters will see an incident like that and think, well, that's okay. I can hit the guy a couple of seconds after he's offloaded the ball. No, no harm done. So I think you're right. Jonathan Thurston's had his say on it, and uh, I'm sure the NRL will, will hear something from it uh, probably early next week. You just mentioned that what can we do to try and stamp it out, especially that that phase when the player is relaxed. Yeah. Now, well, yes, we can give players two or three weeks suspensions, and yeah, it will slowly eradicate out of the game. But I'll tell you, Benny... Coaches tell players to make sure that their key playmaker, after he delivers the ball, make sure he's getting himself up off the ground so he's not ready for the next play. It's an instruction from the coach. And there needs to be, at the end of the year, when the coaches all get together and start talking about the rules again, there needs to be an an edict amongst that, that coaching group to say, hey, this message can no longer be transferred onto our players. Absolutely. And I'm sure that same edict was there back in the old days when uh, players were instructed to tackle guys standing under a high ball who would leave the ground and then get crunched. And of course, you're at your most vulnerable at that stage. But once that was eradicated from the game, yeah. um, we, we haven't had too many incidents or very few that I can think of in recent time. Let's talk about Manly. Uh, how did Trent Barrett describe it? Uninspiring. It's probably a polite way of describing their performance last night. No energy. They look lost. They look like that Trent Barrett had gone down to... Freshwater Beach, <laughs> and just said, hey, you 17 guys, I'm going to give you some boots, socks, yeah. shorts, and a jersey. Come and have a run. You're going to have a run, mm. and it's an open trial. I don't expect you to know what to do, but let's just have a go. And, yeah, uninspiring is probably the right way that Trent Barrett and his coaching staff could explain it because it was very disappointing. They had everything to play for last night. Sitting in 12th position, an opportunity to yeah. that two points pushes them up amongst those play, those teams around 8th and 9th. Um, but... Yeah, the kicking game was miserable. Daryl Cherry Evans had every opportunity to step up last night, and he didn't. Um, it just shows how important to the two Trebojevic brothers are. Everything yeah. runs off the back of the of not so much Tom, the fullback. Everything runs off the moment, the momentum and the opportunities that Jake, mm. the uh, the number thirteen, usually uh, creates. For his side. And as Trent Barrett said, as a result of that loss and with their season, slipping away might be a touch extreme, but as you touched on, Sats, uh, just losing pace with the top eight, they they can't even consider giving them a rest after Origin because they need them back. As soon as they're available, straight back into the manly jumper, they will go. Daly Cherry Evans, you mentioned him as well earlier on in the program, had a chance to send a a not-so-subtle message to Queensland selectors, again, overlooked for Origin duties. How did you um? How did you assess his performance? No, no, I, I thought again he was probably one of the players that needed to direct his team. We interviewed him after the game, Renee Gartner, our sideline, and he you could tell that his his whole response was it was flat. 
and the performance was flat and he just had no explanation of why they didn't mm. have any energy at all and and he was one of those as well he 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 is the key player when it comes to their fifth tackle options their kicks and creating pressure and they just they just their kicking game was abysmal it was horrible and yeah Jonathan not Jonathan Thurston um Daly Cherry Evans from an origin point of view at the moment at best the way that he's playing i suppose consistently or inconsistently he could probably only look at a utility role of some yeah. way I watched him really closely last night, Benny. He'd be very difficult to play with. Um, and I, I, we probably don't have enough time to explain it, but he'd be very difficult to play with. That's why at origin level, he probably needs to be an interchange player, a number 14 that can come and play hooker, play lock, play a 5'8", halfback, throw him at fullback if you had to at a pinch. Mm. Yeah. 26-12, the Cowboys defeating Manly at Lotto Land. Uh, let's take you back to some of the best moments. Thanks to our NRL Nation call team, of which Scotty Sattler was a part of, alongside Gary Belcher, Brenton Speed and Renee Gartner in Brookvale for this one uh, to see the Cowboys keep their season alive. Pops one out the back. Sean Lane was waiting for it, trying to get the arm free himself. He might reach out and put it down. He does. First try of the Knights, and it's a Maxis Tyres maximum performance of the year nominee from Sean Lane after fabulous second phase footy provided by Trent Hodkinson. It's 6-4. The Cowboys go out to that right edge and Nuala plays it. Back inside they come. Big line here for Thurston. Gets the kick away and rebounds to Taubalolo. He picks it up. No one knew where the ball was and as a result he goes over untouched under the posts. It's going to be 8-all with a kick to come. Ten minutes to go in the first half. They only got seven players there, just enough to stop him. <laughs> now through the halves they go. Martin on to Thurston. Run around play with Linnett. Out the back. Oh. Helps it on. Spectacular play. And they'll score. Antonio Winterstein refused to panic. He was worried about the touchline, so he put the brakes on. Stead... Step back on the inside, left Cherry Evans clutching thin air, and they do go back-to-back North Queensland. It's 14-8 with a kick to come. Big line out to the right. They have another go. Kelly will get there. If at first you don't succeed, try and try again. And Brian Kelly achieves the ultimate results and brings it back to 16-12 with a kick to come. Stepping around one and nearly two. And then he stumbled to the ground, couldn't get an offload away to a teammate in Sam Hall who was looming in support. Coot gets it down that shorter side. Tamari Martin, big chance. O'Neill, he caught a forward over and put it down. Instead, he pops the miracle ball. And Winterstein, he can celebrate his birthday with another try. The 30-year-old puts it down and they open up that margin again to eight points with a kick to come. It's 20-12 to 12, thanks to Bryden's lawyers protecting your future. And again, it's about asking questions to Big Moses Suley down that right-hand side. Affected the tackle that time. On the last, they go to Thurston. Crossfield kick coming. Looking for Kyle Felt to rise above them. He did oh. and popped it up to Tuwala. And the Cowboys may well have sealed victory here with one of the most spectacular tries you could wish to see. And when Kyle Felt gets involved, it's always spectacular. <laughs> Everyone knew where that kick from Thurston was going for his Winterstein week. and Taumalolo, who both shared a birthday yesterday, have both been amongst the tries today, three between them. Winterstein with a double, Taumalolo with another. The siren is about to sound as Uate hits it up and there'll be no time to play it. 
sums up Manly's night. Can't even get a, a look at a consolation try. So 6,000 fans will head home disappointed on a Thursday night, but the Cowboys win three straight at Brookvale Oval for the first time in club history. Too good for Manly. Full time here on Thursday night footy on NRL Nation. The Cowboys 26, Manly 12. So that's our Thursday night review. Thanks to Renault's end of financial year offer. Get the Renault traffic from 31.990. The great debate for Kubota. Diesel generators for serious backup power. Yeah, let's get into it. The great debate. Kubota diesel generators providing that reliable, constant backup power. You need it when you need it most. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, uh, Sats. Uh, former Origin players potting other Origin players or current players. Uh, don't know how that sits with you, but we heard from a couple of Queenslanders through the week, prominent Queenslanders, who've given Paul Gallen a little bit of a clip after he was none too complimentary about the New South Wales squad for Game 1. What did you make of all of that? It was interesting. As we said earlier on, Benny, we uh, we get used to players firing a shot over the bow. And actually, funnily enough, um, one of the New South Wales players fired a shot over the bow at the, at the launch of the side, right, Regan Campbell-Gillard, yeah. just said, I can't wait to get out there and kill someone. <laughs> so that's not a, a bad message. You like yeah. to hear from opposition, but I like it. I yeah. like that he's being confident. And I like Better than the old cliche, oh, we yeah. respect our opponents and we're looking Absolutely. forward to a not fun origin. game. <laughs> There's no rules in origin. The rules get thrown out the window. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when the teams were picked, Paul Gallen came out on the Channel 9 show that he appears on with Phil Gould um, called 100%, 100% footy, footy. Yep. Yeah, on Monday nights. And, and he was a little bit perplexed about some of the selections, why Josh Dugan and why Blake Ferguson weren't picked. Now, again, Paul Gallen was a captain of many losing series and, and Gallon and Fergus were part of a lot of those series. And if you think that they're the answer or they're the solution moving forward, well, if you're in that mindset, you're going to get the same result every yep. time that, that New South Wales have got. Um, but, yeah, Choppy Close, one of Queensland's most passionate players, and also Corey Parker, who played many state of origins for, for Queensland. They came out on Queenslanders only and actually questioned not so much Paul Gallon, but I think they were saying that Paul Gallon represents the way that New South Wales react when their teams are picked. And you know what? I think they, they are correct in some ways, Choppy Close and also Corey Parker, because New South Wales have always, through the media, first and foremost, have always just, they want to stone, stone every player that gets picked if they don't agree mm. that that player should have been picked. And it should be a public flogging for anyone that shouldn't have been picked in the Origin team. Whereas I suppose Queensland have always said, you know, we may not agree with some selections, but the selections have been made. Yeah, we'll fall in line. Let's just yep. get back behind them and, and support. Yeah. So when we said earlier on that no players are really being outspoken, it's it's former players now that are yep. ones that are that are really doing all the talking, lighting the dynamite, <laughs> which which we love in some ways. Yeah. And this it just adds to a little bit more spice to not only the not only the, the game on Wednesday night, but also you know, former players as well to fighting it out in the media. The great debate for Kubota, diesel generators for serious backup power. Next on the program, uh, when we return on Off the Bench, Scotty Sattler will reveal his Makita Power Player of the Week. We'll get a preview for what's coming up this weekend in motorsport with the driver's seat. I think the two might be uh, intertwined, in fact, uh, looking at our run sheet. And also uh, Sat's tips for the remainder of round 13. All that and more still to come right here on Off the Bench. This is Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Big Four. Book now at big4.com.au and first choice liquor. 
This is Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and First Choice Liquor. Welcome back to Off The Bench alongside uh, myself, Betty Jones. Scotty Sattler is here still to come. Uh, we'll catch up with the boys on the driver's seat. What a weekend in motorsport for Australia uh, and across a couple of disciplines too. Uh, the boys will dig deep into the V8s but also focus in on all things IndyCars and Formula One as well. And Sats tips for what's left of round 13 still to come. Right now though, time for... The Makita Power Player for Makita's cordless power garden range. Yeah, it's the landscaper's choice. You better believe it, Makita's cordless power garden range. And Sats, Makita power player for this week. I've got two. Two? First one, I'm going to go... um I'm going to go Jack Johnson. You know who Jack Johnson is? Jack Johnson. He's a singer, isn't he? Yeah, well, he is Surfer a singer. slash singer. No, Jack cool Johnson opera. was also the first African-American to win a heavyweight world title back in, oh. the, back in the early 1900s. Okay. 1903, yep. he won a 20-round fight 20 by unanimous round. decision. 20 so, rounds. They're softboxes these days. They yeah, only go exactly. 10 or 12. <laughs> uh, he's inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2005. 1908, he fought the great Australian heavyweight champion, Tommy Burns, in mm-hmm. Sydney. The, mm-hmm. the crowd, you... you OHS would have had a ball with this, <laughs> but uh, a crowd of upwards of around seventy or eighty thousand watched wow. this fight. Um, well, the reason why he is my one of my Makita power players is that this week he was given a presidential pardon, official presidential pardon, uh, for a crime that he was arrested, sentenced, and spent jail for in nineteen ten. He violated an act which is a race related act. Mm. One of the most celebrated boxers in history, Jack Johnson. He's a yeah. big African American man, probably about six foot two, six foot three, bare knuckle fighting as well. And Sylvester Stallone was the man that inspired the presidential pardon, the official pardon from the crime back in nineteen ten, and is now in the process of making a movie about Jack Johnson. It'll be wow. one of the great movies as well. He's got a he's got a decent track record, Sly Stallone, with boxing related movies. There's yep. one, I think. Rocky, you may have heard of it. Uh, who's your other uh, Makita power player? You know, there are some people that draw you to sports that you may not have a yeah. lot of interest in. I think Tiger I did it for golf. Yep. A lot of people who never liked golf, they watched golf because of Tiger. Would you say Federer did it for tennis? I, I'm not a big tennis fan. I respect what they do, but I yep. can't say, But Federer was one for me also. John McEnroe yeah. was good for a lot of people for tennis. Personalities. Absolutely. Yep. Dan Ricciardo. Mm. Yeah, winning the Monaco GP, which you said during the week, if there's one that you want to win or be part of, it's the Monaco GP. Just for the parties afterwards, yeah, I would absolutely. Thought. <laughs> but else. not only winning it, but the way that he did it. Yeah. Uh, officially losing power. And listening to the audio is quite, mesmeri- quite mesmerizing, actually. Losing power. Only had five or six gears. And to also uh, win with, with a team that's not the most powerful team yeah. in Grand Prix as well was uh, quite motivating. He's dominated, hasn't he? Absolutely. He won't have full house because he hasn't got fastest lap, but he does have. He's led every session, every lap of the race. He's been brilliant. He's never won from pole before. He's never won from the top three before. He had pole here in Monaco. Once upon a time, he had the win taken away from him through no fault of his own. Today in Monte Carlo, it's redemption day for Daniel Ricciardo. He wins the Monaco Grand Prix. Ricciardo took pole. He said last night, it's the job half done. He has returned today to finish it off. Absolutely amazing. I don't know how you did that, Daniel. Incredible. Cheers, boys. Redemption. Yeah, there's a key word in all of that, redemption. After two years ago, he won the race and the team had stuffed up and he had it taken off him. Uh, devastated he was after that. And the thing I love about Dan Ricciardo, uh, not only is his driving ability, and boy, wouldn't it be nice to see him lift a world title one of these days, but 
if he's got the most marketable smile in all of world sport, he's always happy. You see the way he interacts with reporters and the media. He's always got a smile on his face. Sometimes I'm sure he's downright dirty with the world because things don't go right with his car, but you'd never tell. Of course, he's made the shoey famous. I think Formula One have tried to trademark that or something. He is just a ripper, and the fact that he's Aussie is just a huge bonus. It's easy for him, but because he's been compared to imbeciles like Rackinen and also uh, uh, Lewis Seb, Hamilton. And Seb Vettel and these oh, guys who are always a bit down in the dumps and look like they're dead. count their millions and have they're a sook. Shite doesn't stink. And then Dan Ricciardo comes in with this really refreshing image and, yeah, and yeah. looks as though that if he's got the world on his shoulders, you wouldn't know. No. And, uh, yeah, like I said, he's... He actually draws me to watching motorsport. Yeah. Yeah. He's a beauty. Well done. Dan Ricardo, Makita Power Player. Who was your other one? It was uh, Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. Well done boxer. as well, the Jack Johnson. Uh, Makita's cordless power garden tools power through the toughest of jobs. Makita, when power means business. Hey, coming up this week on the driver's seat, it's going to be an absolute beauty. Let's find out what the boys have got in store. The driver's seat preview for Kubota skid steers. Power at your fingertips. It is indeed. Now, uh, Rick Kelly was the latest guest on the driver's seat, and a week after Nissan announced they'd be pulling factory support from supercars at the end of the 2018 season, he managed to break through for their first win since 2016. Now, Darwin is next round on June 15. Steve and Rick look back at the last time that they went head-to-head in the top end. Let's have a listen now for Kubota construction equipment it delivers power and performance speak to your Kubota dealer let's take a listen you're coming up Darwin obviously it's been a it's been a really good actually track for you guys you've been on pole there um, in the Nissan Caruso Robbo's had a, a win in 2016 you've had a couple of wins there in 04 and 2011 and eight podiums so that, is that off memory yeah that's off memory mate yeah of course it of is, course it is mate. <laughs> yeah. I know everything about everybody <laughs> you should know that nice job Nimsy nice job on the research <laughs> but Having said that, your win is not written here in the sheet. Oh, sorry, your pole position, I mean, is not written on this sheet here. So did I he beat that. you to pole? But my win. He, he did beat me to pole. There for that win. Yeah. I, I was behind you, you wasn't I? Wasn't I P2? Yeah. That's right. You were I was P2. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, I remember that. That was a late safety car. I remember the whole thing. But <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, honestly, you, your cars are fast up there. Uh, you've had a great run up there. So, you know, your cars are fast now. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if you had another win up there this year, to be honest. Thank you. Well, we've, we've had a first second and third but we haven't had a pole so we've got to go up there and get a pole but the one thing I didn't haven't done at that track even though we've had wins and pole positions is st- uh, string a whole weekend together with a competitive Friday, Saturday and Sunday yeah. obviously the weekend days being the most important and we've managed to do that this weekend on, on the occasions when we have had um, fast cars so heading up the Darwin that's going to be the focus is to mm. is to make sure we string a, a, a whole weekend together there if we have got a quick car because there will be rounds coming up where our car and our package is you know, still isn't um, in the top few. And so that we need to make sure we um, capitalise on the, the weekends that, that we do have that pace. And I think Darwin will be one. So another huge show this Sunday on the driver's seat this week. Uh, they'll be featuring a chat with Lee Diffie from NBC Sports. He'll recap the Indy 500. What a result there for Will Power. Plus, Greg Russ talks about Danny Ricciardo's stellar performance in Monaco. And a fortnight after annoying him in pit lane in Winton, Scott Pye joins Steve and Matt on the show to talk about the season so far. Catch the latest episode of The Driver's Seat this weekend or online via Facebook, where you can track down the podcast at Driver's Seat Show for Kubota's M71 size and power. This is Off The Bench for Kubota diesel generators. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and first choice liquor. 
It's time for Scotty's Tips for Big Four Holiday Parks. Book your next great Australian break at bigfour.com.au. Well, and after the madness of origin over the next few weeks, we'll probably all need a good old-fashioned holiday. So if you're uh, in that boat, book a great Aussie escape. Go to the website, bigfour.com.au forward slash great Aussie escape. Some amazing holiday ideas right there via that website. Sats, uh, before we sign off here on Off the Bench, round 13, what's left of it? Let's get your thoughts on the games to unfold across the weekend. Let's start with tonight, uh, Rabbit Sharks. We've spoken extensively about the game, but who are you leaning towards? Well, um, how would you know after this year in <laughs> North Queensland at uh, Lotto Land last night against Manly? So uh, the Sharks should win. They've got a really impressive side on paper at Origin time. Rabbits, you know, going for five in a row. Sharks for seven in a row. I just yeah. think the Sharks probably got a little bit too much class at this stage. I might change by the time kickoff <laughs> comes around. But it's not no, I away. think Cronulla. All right, Cronulla for Sats. Saturday, Eels and the Knights. Uh, poor old Eels can't take a trick. The Knights have come back to the pack with a bit of a hurry, in fact, uh, after some really early season promising form. So this is almost a bit of a toss of the coin job as well. It is because you don't know what you're going to get with the Eels. Uh, Corey Norman not playing. Um, one, he was hit with a hefty fine during the week for disciplinary reasons and apparently missing the game because of a foot injury. But um, all signs point to the Paramount Eels trying to shift uh, Corey Norman on. But without Corey Norman, I think they might get a little bit of structure around their game and they might score a lot more points. So I'm going to take uh, the Eels. And finally on Sunday, the Roosters and the Tigers to round out to this abbreviated version of Round 13 ahead of Origin, the Roosters and the Tiggy Tigers. Yeah, a real difficult one, this one, because the Roosters haven't been convincing this year. Uh, although they've been involved in some real classic matches already in the first 12 to 13 rounds, they're still not convincing me. Uh, that, they, that they're in the right frame of mind to win a premiership. The Tigers, on the other hand, have got this really tough mindset. Ivan Cleary has got this great defensive resolve and a great defensive mentality. Benji Marshall saying last night they've really started to focus more on scoring a lot more points. But that takes you a while to do, to build, yep. build those real combinations and attack. So I just think the Roosters, on the back of not losing Cleary to origin, still having... Guys like Blake Ferguson in the side. Um, Victor Radley, the young firebrand, comes into the starting side. I still think they've got a little bit too many points. All right, there you go. Sats thoughts on the weekend's footy. Big Four book now, bigfour.com.au. We've been powered by Kubota, as always, and we must thank First Choice Liquor. Of course, they've got all your liquor needs taken care of. We'll catch you same time next week. This has been Off the Bench. Sats, have a great weekend. Have a great weekend.